This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. So now he's the yawn guy? We'd like to tell you about our friends over at Right on Trek, a new company that's innovating the outdoors. You know, they for sure are innovating the outdoors, like backpacking meals. I mean, they do, they're available nationwide now in stores, which is super cool. Everybody, you know, across the nation can get, uh, get their required meals they need for a certain outdoor adventure. The cool thing that they're doing over there too, is you can go to their website and you can, whatever fits your individual need for calorie count, you know, how many days you're going. People. Exactly. The number of people that uh, you got going on your trip, they'll, they'll help you through that. Um, you know, some people may not be uh, very, you know, keen on what food to bring, things like that. Right. Um, another bonus they're doing at Ride on Track is they got, uh, they got snacks that are, you know, they're... With each meal. Exactly. They're, that was a shock to us when we are seeing that because, we, you know, we've dealt with some competitors and things. And Well, it's funny because they're like, what is, do we add the cheese or do we just eat the cheese? Right, because we had a cheese stick on ours. And, you know, they got a bunch of other things they're putting on, you know, different meals. They got jerky, tuna, uh, I mean, nuts, crackers. I mean, all that essential high dollar protein that you need on your outdoor adventures. Um they're another thing that separates them, which is really cool, is they're fresher ingredients. And it's it's truly like you're cooking in your kitchen on a Tuesday night getting ready to go to work the next day. Uh you it's not just add the boiling water to the meal. It's you can sit there and you can stir it, get your chef boy ID on. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's 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 a cool experience and it was fun. It was definitely fun for us. Um they you know, also one thing that you guys gotta check out too is they are they have a uh mac and cheese rated number one by the backpacker magazine, which is super cool. We have not tried that one yet, but we are all we're going to. Yeah, we're definitely going to try that. Now the other cool thing that they're doing at Ride on Trek. It's called the Wilderness Edge. And basically what that is is a 24-hour, 24-7, excuse me, automated vending machine. You can walk up, check out everything you need. You can even reserve it in advance online. And so what you can get there, you can, it'll support your backpacking, camping, hiking gear, uh, bear spray, meals, uh, essentials, lighters, towels, all that good stuff you need for all your trips. Their first location for the Wilderness Edge will be in Glacier National Park. And it is going to be between the airport and the park entrance. They just wrapped up construction at the end of 2022. And they'll have some pictures of it later on in the spring. They also, if you are a guide, they offer a delivery service. So if you're within a 500-mile radius and you're a guide, you can set up with them to where they will deliver everything you need for clients and whatnot right then and there. If you'd like to get your hand on some right on trek meals, this is the best time out of the whole season. All of their meals right now are 14 to 40% off, uh, which is their 22 lineup. So they must be getting ready to gear up to, to, give, to bring all of our audience even more um, amazing meals. 
If you guys are first-time buyers, make sure to use the code REVOLUTION25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. And if you want to get to the website, you can go check out all of our social medias. Our link tree has the link. Click on the link, go there, put your meals in, get your use your promo code, and uh, you'll be good to go. So um, other than that, we have it uh, posted on our website too. So you can get linked from there too if you're trying to get to the website, get straight to their meals, use our link. Um, and yeah, that's right on track. Welcome to Shooting the Bull with the Bull Mountain Brothers. This is the B&B Network, and you're listening to the 63rd podcast of the Bull Mountain Brothers, Shooting the Bull Edition, Part 1. What's up, boys? Yo. Not a ton. This is uh, this is kind of like a, a newer style for us. I like the name that we literally came up with probably like, I don't know. 11, Five minutes ago. 11 minutes ago, tops. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know if it's copyright because we came up with <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? We're not even going to... I've never heard of it. No, we're not. I mean, also, it, but I, that's not saying much, being that Matt, I've been in the hanging out with Matt the last couple of days and we keep going places. And I'm just like, I've never seen this before. And he's like, do you get out much? <laughs> like, I didn't know that there was an RV place on uh, the highway when you had... I feel like I feel like gigantic. The The, thing, um, Brett's Brett's. I didn't know it was like it looks like a. Do you feel like you've had like a wave, like like you have never had contacts before, and you finally have contacts now with the world? Is that what you? It's like after having an outer body. I've never been to Big Sky before. Went there. Big Sky is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. But um, can we uh can we address the elephant in the room? Yeah, we better. Um, really rude to say. So. By the way, everybody, Nick's here. Yeah, this guy. Guys, I mean, can I talk about something really offensive after you bring in Nick? He, it's funny. Okay, yeah, sure. He's he's kind of like he's the type of guy, you know. Oh, okay. Prom king at his high school. Yeah. Valid Victorian. Also prom queen. Uh, he was definitely the cutest guy in school. Um, Nick Reed, everybody. Hi, Nick. Hey, Nick. How are you, buddy? Peachy. Welcome to the first. Iteration of shooting the ball. It's actually the first Friday podcast I think we've done. Yeah, for sure. This is a no bars. It's different. I mean, it's not Lodge Crew. It's kind of Lodge Crew, not really. There's no structure here at all. It's yeah, just free for it, all. It doesn't have it doesn't have any topic that gets brought up. Matt could talk about driving truck. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. It's yeah. just literally anything under the moon. The five of us are just gonna go around. It's like we're sitting like around the fire. Talking about life. And one thing I actually, now. I typically mention to guests that we have on here, this being Nick's first time, just assume anytime you talk, you're on camera. That's the, that's because people, uh, Chad did it last week or was that last week? When he was staring at the Yeah, screen. he'd, he'd be like, we'd like switch to him and he's like this. He's like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, come on, Chad, quit thinking about grass. He's, <laughs> he's had to have been sheltered some of his life. You can't talk to him and not think that. I mean, it has to be. I, I you mean, also feel that way. Can, can we go back school? to the elephant in the room no, conversation? What's the, because it, it gave, I thought of something that happened today. Yeah. I was walking through Facebook. Have you guys ever heard? Okay, so first of all, full disclosure: if you're listening, Randy Santel, I I don't think I don't think you're fatty. <laughs> I don't but know who that as is. A, as a fat guy myself, I just want to say that this was overly hilarious. Do you know who Randy Santel is? I do. Can you explain it to Sean? He does like uh, he's like the modern day man versus food. 
Oh. But like his big thing when he started was like working out and like doing food competitions, but like not getting fat. That seems like a great combination. <laughs> and uh, like he used to be like kind of like he's pretty buff. pretty toned. And uh, I saw a picture today, and I like, looked like I showed Matt, and I was like, "Whoa, this dude's gotten huge!" Like just not offensively. I'm sorry. I'm really trying like as a person that's been in that situation is like kind of currently in that situation. I get it, but I was just baffled that he was considerably bigger. Got a very attractive girlfriend, right? right. So, like, you want to, like, you think you're like, oh, this is a situation, right? And they were, the picture they took, they were in, like, India. What is Matt laughing about for over there? <laughs> they were in, <laughs> this is so messed up, yeah, but I had to share with you guys because I almost died. I almost died. It was so funny. Uh, and again, no offense to you, Randy. Um, I don't think you can say that enough for what you're about to say, I feel like. Why don't you tell me I love him? <laughs> the lead up here is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Pitter patter. So the picture, they're in India and he's like, they're like, there's two elephants and they're like holding on to the trunks of the elephants with, and his girlfriend's there. And I read down and the first comment is, wow, what a beautiful, pic- beautiful picture of a giant, el- or what the fuck did they say? Okay, you can't, you just, you just nailed on the literally, that. guys. Look That's a beautiful picture of a huge mammal and two elephants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Matt was there to say. Yeah, that. I can't remember like how. Kidding me? I know I screwed up. Internet the trolls, man. They'll they'll they, they'll tear. Yeah, you I can't believe what people just want to say about us. I feel like there's people though that like literally in any situation they just like. Their first thought is just mean. How do I talk shit to this person? I know, and so it's like they don't laughs. like, and it they're addicted to doing it. Okay, so since we're we're no bars, like we can talk about whatever we want. Revolving, can we talk about these hats first, please? Revolving this, but I probably I don't know. It's it's a really funny story. No, wait. You know where I'm going with this? I uh, yeah. no. Okay. Maybe. What do you? <laughs> what do you want to talk about these hats? Well, I mean, only all of us are wearing them. Wait, do it, do it, do a little. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, there it was. See that? Okay, you can stop now. That's for cheese. Yes, we we do have what new the hats. What are you doing with your face? <laughs> do that again. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm having a hard time podcasting right now because of multiple reasons. A, Matt made me get up at four o'clock this morning. We had so much accomplished by eight thirty, though. Yeah, uh, the whole day was over by eight thirty. <laughs> Um, it's been a whirlwind of a week. Um, we'll just say that. And, uh, we haven't really podcasted in a while. It feels no, like. we haven't podcasted this week. I mean, this was kind of like a, we're actually doing another one tomorrow, which is first okay. time. Unfortunately, I won't be there. It's kind of sucks. That's but... unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, shit. He's probably driving the company truck around. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to edit that video. And it's just terrible cuts the entire time and i'll be like oh who's, like who's I, gonna be in control like I, of that, Sean? I, did, I did it I'll, myself I'll, I'll take the helm here don't <laughs> I, worry i believe in you yeah well i mean <clears throat> it, it, it was a shit show the last well, what do you want to say about the hats just the yeah, fact that you our kind of like Ram, new... like the whole thing like riley always goes like ramsey never talks and then we're in the middle of a fucking conversation he goes let's talk about these hats boys how's it going <laughs> well, huh? I, I tried to do it so no one was all talking. we can really talk about is they complete our first drop. These aren't even the hats that you can buy. I'm sorry to tell you that. Yeah, but these, actually, yeah. switch yeah. Nick. Grab that hat and then switch the Nick. And these are the hats that are available to the public. Nick will be our model here. Okay, you don't, it's just. I'm just trying to. I know sports weren't your thing. I get it. Hang on, I gotta put these buttons out. I got a fat head. <laughs> 
Show the front of it to show it to I mean, Richard. You can just show that. We're gonna have yeah, to dry clean. You don't want to wear it. You don't want me to wear it. You can yeah, I know you can wear it. You just, can you? Can you? Do anymore? No. Okay. <laughs> right there. I made one dry cleaning comment. And you're not gonna wear it. I mean, well, wow. You guys think I have a weird head? I don't want to. Well, want to tarnish uh, yeah. the. Do you think you have a weird head? Yeah. I think you. Have, oh, really? No. Like show, as far show as me your hat right now. The one you're wearing. What the pins are on? Show them that. Please say it's on one. What is it? I can't. Two. 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 two? It's on two. Yeah, he's got a. I got. I'm on two. Two for. Three what are you? Three is tight, so it doesn't. They don't want to talk about me. Three, are you, you got small head? He's five. Are you like overlap? I want to see this. I want to see this. You got to be overlap. Oh wow! Oh, I've never seen a perfect strap. That's kind of like that's that's kind of satisfying to see. You guys like having a loose hat? No. Or a tight uh, hat? it depends on what I'm doing. And it's okay, my thing is though is that just like you know <laughs> at two buttons that's me not getting headaches because it's yes so tight exactly yeah. But it's not too loose that it falls off. How long time. have you been like that? Because I'm assuming you've been a hat. Are you trying to say like with this? Yeah, condition? it's it's definitely yeah. a medical condition. No, but I'm like you've been, probably been a hat guy your whole life, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, when did you start to notice like, holy shit, I'm maxing these things out? Oh. Hey, for no reason in particular, what what's the what's the situation with your hair? How's your hair doing at your age? Fantastic. He th- it's because yeah. Riley's thinning. Have you seen Sean's hair recently? I assume so. He's, 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 they think he's, I'm balding. He's thinning. I'm definitely top not and bottom. I, our, our family great genes on the hair. Yeah, I don't think I'm thinning. I mean, the, also, the I've camera told, didn't I've help you at this, all. I've told this on the podcast before. I also used Head and Shoulders dandruff shampoo. I also used for Head like and Shoulders seven dandruff years, shampoo. not knowing it was only a dandruff shampoo. Like I recently found that out, probably last year. What does that have to do with balding? It pr- there's some chemical in it that you shouldn't use it all the time, and I used it for like seven. Hey, years. I took a shower here the other day. And yeah, uh, for the first time, my whole life, and still <laughs> no, here in this in this building, yeah. And I walk in there, and there are some soap options, right? I'm not gonna obviously use the women's options. Oh, I always, I, do. I always every do. time I go to someone's house. Well, I don't want to. Do you use your fiance's? That's usually the nicest shit. So I look, I go in there, and I see, I can see a Doctor Squatch. <laughs> hey, I see a Head and Shoulders shampoo in there, and I was like, oh, Satan. <laughs> Yeah, good. Seriously. Wait, why though? I've never had a problem with head and shoulder. It's it's it, it's I. just a straight. Honestly, I guess when you have a, this thick a hair, you yeah, same. Oh just so that you don't. Yeah, when you have a natural perm like you do, I mean, it's a little tough. Nick's got straight hair. No, he right, doesn't because it's short. It does curl. A he's got. Bit, obviously, he's when it gets long. Yeah. Do you have a? Do you he's have of a the. He's of the late. Um, I can't let it grow out, dude. If I let my hair grow out, stretch fit, stretch fit hats don't work. Ruin those babies. One hair growth, they're done. Stretched out. I get a haircut. It's like he's of the Poland descent. What is your guys' real th- like f- actual thoughts on <laughs> fitted hats now? Like when I was a kid, it was the sh- like the thing to get. Flex fit like baseball though. Like how many no, times when you garbage. play baseball? I can't wear them anymore. I when think you, they look terrible. They make- like I have a I have a Cubs hat. Yeah, and it's like actually they have the actual size of my head. Yeah. I love that hat; it's super comfortable. But like the the stretch fit ones give me a headache. Right I away. like like baseball growing up. There were never snapbacks. They're like little league. It was always the flex fit. You know that. Well, we that get ma- it, John. Big, rich, great falls. We get it. Mm-hmm. We're able to afford the nice hats. It's fun. Okay, what can, what kind of hats did you have? A toupee? I mean, I don't know. He well, he top hat. Have, he didn't I, have organized. Oh, you know what? Sports. No, no. Yes, <laughs> I, did. I played baseball, baseball and soccer. Originally, you know what? I'm not going to say the name of the town he's from, but in that area, I could see them going out. Nick playing second base with a cowboy hat on. No, I, I, I yeehaw, motherfucker! I remember when I was in like elementary school, like that's all anyone wore was fitted hats. Oh, yeah. Like I remember having a, like, several of them. Yeah, 
and then I went instantly to trucker snapbacks for the majority of my so, life. I feel so like, like I was a sophomore year. Well, the thing is, yeah. you're paying thirty bucks for a hat. The flex fits wear out. Either which way, even if they do fit you good, they yeah. wear out. And I, they seem like they're the most like uh, able to like have sweat stains. So Matt, what was the little league hats like in 1938? <laughs> wow, well, we can't afford hats. <laughs> They're just leather cap. I was gonna say oh, yeah, both ways. They were the caps, the white ones with the stripes, come the black stripes yeah. coming down with a, with a fucking little windmill thing. Our first know. hats were round, and they had a coontail on the back. Oh, <laughs> so so Matt's good. Matt's baseball helmets were actually the bowl that they used for haircuts on top of whatever hat they could afford. No, you guys remember <laughs> actually, It was actually a stretched bolster on them. Yeah. They were turtle shells. You guys weren't even born yet, but the bull haircut used to be the shit. Oh, Ramsey used oh, to have I had a bull no. haircut. Oh, oh you got that was go. like oh, Ramsey. Do I not have that? Picture? Ramsey, I don't have my phone's dead. That yet. was easily the bull haircuts were popular like late nineties. Hey, John, can you pull up Ramsey's Facebook? Mm -mm. I've got Ramsey's yes. good picture early nineties house. Early, I would say okay, then the, early 90s. then the entire decade from my parents' house when we went there, and I, it was it was honestly just like well, I didn't actually take a picture of Sean's because Sean's got one too that. Dude, I, I mean, uh, you know, like uh, Tropic Thunder, Simple Jack. Yeah, Sean. Him. Dude, Tropic Thunder, Simple Jack. You mean, you mean the Trop? No, he's yeah, right. He's, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. What, right. What's the one I'm semi-pro? I keep thinking is the Tropics. That's what I'm. Okay, you're right. Or the guy that's uh, that eats the suntan lotion in bench warmers. Yeah, that's, what's right? his name? Nick Swartzen. Yeah, Nick Swartzen. That dude's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I think people. I think he's really hit and miss. A lot of people love him, but. You know what was really fucking funny that Nick showed me the other day? It was you guys know Theo Vaughn? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know Theo Vaughn, Matt? No. He's you, a comedian. You need to watch him. But he showed me a clip <clears throat> of Theo Vaughn with his nephews. Did you guys see that one yet? No. I mean, like that that oh, is they're like just totally They're yeah. exactly like, what were they talking about? They were talking about the ones like I wanna be a podiatrist and <laughs> and um it's a, a foot doctor. Come on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then I'm, un like, I'm like, unemployed. Oh. So. And then so he's got there's two nephews on there, and the one's like, he's like, Oh, he goes, You'd have to deal with toe fungus. He goes, Serious question. He goes, Toe fungus, would you eat it or would you throw it away? And he's like, The one's like, I heard it tastes like goat milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and these, yeah. And these kids are how old they gotta be like 12. So you're oh, saying they feed that. Yeah. You're saying they feed off of him just like he like they're the exact same person. That's yeah. funny. Because Theo Vaughn's up. Oh, they're totally yeah, they're just straight up him, man. Yeah. What are so, you yeah, looking for? They're looking for a picture because uh, you guys can confirm Ramsey had a bowl cut, right? Oh no, I don't have the bowl cut picture, but I got another good one. You took one from his Nick is like really on. If like, you go to Ramsey's Facebook and go to his like first Facebook profile picture. I don't know how to do that. Uh, go go to his Facebook. I'm on his Facebook. Go click on his profile pictures and just swipe all the way how down. How do you go to profile pictures? Yeah, click, click, click on the profile picture. If only you Snapchat. Sean, like Sean owns a media company, in case everyone was wondering. Oh, there's the little there Tilly. Little Tilly dog. Little Tilly. But if you go to like the very first... Dink. One, I sent it to you, Ramsey. Sean, come talk to me when you shoot a mule deer that's not a four by two. Mm. Anyways. Oh, oh damn. Hey, well, dog. we don't we don't play that game here. That was a guided hunt. Th okay. This is a bullshit <laughs> session. Everything goes. That was a guided hunt. Do I shoot Thank it? you. Do I shoot it? <laughs> I'm looking here. It's the very first one, so you have to swipe quite a ways. Here, just I'll just tell you when you're getting close. Ramsey, come on. Show I know the picture. Stuff. You gotta get past like he's got like a picture of like Stewie Griffin. You had Rob Deertek as your profile yeah. picture. Dude, were you the thickest kid in school? What year is I, that? Like me, 2010. How old were you? 
12. Uh, okay, 2010 Fantasy Factory was and it, it was popping it off. Looks, <laughs> it looks like Matt took this picture of Brian Griffin in a banana suit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like wearing a uh, pink you had purple shirt. For a long time, Stewie Griffin. I, I did not use it. God, computer. you changed your profile pictures a dozen different times in 2010. That's crazy. Oh, that's a nice. Uh, uh, yeah, if you don't know what that duck is, you don't get to talk shit. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. That's like one of the most like popular ducks on the planet. Yeah, it's a wood duck. Hey, Sean is learning, dude. I am a. F- is, that, is it that one? Yeah, now zoom in on it. That's definitely a bowl cut, dude. I had the same haircut. It's not a bowl cut. That's Let me a... see. Let me see. I can't. The camera can't see that. Okay, maybe that's not the one I'm. Th- the one I'm thinking of is uh, actually last. My thing is, it doesn't very... matter. The picture I just sent you, the <laughs> best picture of Ramsey. <laughs> You're talking to someone that was 11 years old at the time. I know you had a Facebook way younger age than like people my age did like i remember i had my first facebook probably when i was like 14 let me see when i joined dude i can beat I have that two different accounts i i, I, I can show was, you the picture like he's referring to 19 oh really yeah i went to college and that guy was like you have a facebook i was like now nah. he's like i forget that you have a face it's like a it's like a networking a thing at one point <laughs> in our lives like that's how people the, your your original facebook. people use that like instagram now. oh my god the big like, either give me Oh, what the hell? Let me see. I, I my Do you have on. the picture of Sean with the with the the boobies around his neck? Is that what they were? Yeah. It was on our it was on our TikTok. Yeah. That was one of my profile pictures. It, yeah, we're talking shit. Why why does everyone have Family Guy on their Facebook profile pictures? Oh, and then this, of course. Yeah, yeah. The you don't mess with the the Zohan. You guys had Facebook in a weird time in your lives. You did. <laughs> you were, this was 2010 too. I was saying we, we were both. Gr- oh, dude, family. Everybody's talking about family here. I want you to tell me what car that is. Uh, that right there. I mean, it's distorted, but it looks like a... That's a Kia Hellcat? No, that's like a Chevy Chevelle. No. It's not a Mustang. No. It's a Nova. It's a 1969 Dodge That's a Charger. Porsche Odyssey. Uh, you seriously didn't know that was a Dodge Charger? No, I'm not a Dodge guy. I don't have a small... Have you ever seen Duke's yeah, but... Hazard one time? <laughs> that's my thing. Like a, Dodge, like a Dodge Charger is not a unrecognizable vehicle. Like... That's a Chevy Miata. You're right. You're right. The 2015 you know, Dodge Charger is not an unrecognizable vehicle. Yeah. It's a Dodge El Camino. Actually, the Dodge Char- Charger does looks nothing like the old Dodge Charger. It's the Dodge Challenger. Let's ask, let's the, ask the, the this. Chi- I would agree with that. I think no, the Challenger this is a good conversation like to have. Ford Challenger. This will be a good conversation. We got a little age gap in this room right now. And uh, you know, way to bring Matt into this. (laughs) Thanks. No, and we also we have a you know a kid that you know studied social studies on his kitchen table. Um, what was your first cars? Uh, eighty-eight Chevy twenty-five hundred. He really led into that talking a lot of shit, but this is actually a good conversation. First car, Duster. Dodge Duster. What is that? Can I see a picture of that? It's actually a prop plane. <laughs> that would actually be cooler. It was the Wright Brothers second edition. Okay, <laughs> he got it for a good price. Oh, c- just side note, side note, side note, side <laughs> note. Something I heard on Joe Rogan the other day. What year was it, Matt? So the first plane flight oh, was like seventy something. Here, I'll pull it up. Dude, that's sick. I'll pull. Ramsey, it. Sean, you pull it up. I'm gonna like that. Yep. Oh, it's like yeah. a muscle car. Dodge Duster. Th- man. Three on a tree. Oh yeah. That means that you wrapped it around a tree. Nope, that means you shipped it where I know what it means. Shut the detail mechanic. Right, guys, over guys, here. guys, this Rogan conversation here. They were talking about how like it was like nineteen oh three or nineteen oh six when the first plane was flown flown. 
and flan is not, that a food so like think about think about this guys the amount of technology that's happened like over a span of hundreds of years and like the evolution of, like you what know co- what color was it sorry i'm not trying to interrupt gray it was gray go ahead riley tell you okay story. like think about this like the the time gap between like the light bulb being involved or Involted. Invented. You guys got me rattled. The wheel being invented, the light bulb being invented, and then that you know, like it takes a long time. The amount of time between the plane, like one of the greatest creations, really, in the like one of them, besides like the automobile and whatnot. The time between that and the time that they created the nuclear bomb to drop out of it was like thirty years. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Is it was it a Plymouth though? They're like, hey, War Plymouth. They're they're like, hey, we we made a we made a plane like one of the most technologically advanced things on the planet let's drop bombs out of it so th- was this matt Dude, matt well, was this your first car invented way more way more shit yeah yeah but not that fancy that wasn't that was let's see if you can find one it looks like it's been rolled because uh, i was like it's so dodge dart i knew that car so is the question the first car you ever drove like yeah. on your own yeah. or is it like the no, one that was wait, like your like your like your act- same huh yours first- is the same no, first I'm talking the first no. the first one that you were driving to school. Yeah, the or first is it the car, first car that you could like say was your own? No, I would say the first car that with your license that you drove. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yours was Dodge Duster. Duster. Plymouth Duster. Sorry, Same Plymouth thing. Duster. Mopar. Yeah. yeah. Sean's was what? Well, you want me to tell you, man? I'll tell you mine right Here now. Here we go. Sean's going to pull every one of these up. Dodge Dakota. No. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Oh really? This was my first fucking ride right there. Oh dude, that's sick. Uh, that reminds me of my buddy Tommy. Tommy, yeah. that, it fit that, like I, I think the most people. people I Tommy fit called that his, thing was like fourteen. Tommy called this the burb, and we rolled. We, it right I used there. to sleep in this thing all the time, yeah, all the I time, would all the time. Did it have sweet side now, skirts? Now like that? I have to add this in here because this was my second vehicle that I ever drove. Yeah. Ramsey, Ramsey Nines is going to be the same. Nope. Really? You never did? I did, but it wasn't the first one. Because it was not a very short time after that I was driving this. Oh, that's actually way cooler. Okay. Okay. What? Is that a Ford Boss or whatever? No. No. It's a high boy. Oh. No, it's a it's a F two fifty custom, so it's like seventies. It's not a half ton chassis, but it's uh, my second vehicle is a Ford Metropolitan. Oh, Oh, really? The one I can't believe he got rid of that thing. Was it the same one? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, somebody it, give so me another one. a 460 so, in that baby. Just for uh, reference, the Ford Metropolitan is a four-door Bronco. Yeah, yeah, yeah t- type it in there once. They they're, made 125 Dave bought number 75. Metro he paid what? more than that for that vehicle than he would a house now. Wow. Go ahead. That Which, right there. This the, one? The one to the right. This one? Yep. That. Why is really that? cool. Is it a 91? Is that what it was? No, it was an 88. So my dad had an 80, uh, 89 F-150 as, or F-250. That was Those body styles tell me right now that they're any different than a 7.3 body style. I mean, realistically. They're they the look, same body. They look the exact same. Uh, it changed roughly 94. The only thing that changed was the grill. Yeah, the grill and the lights. Yep. Bunch of Ford guys in here. I'm not a Ford guy. In the doors. No, the they two, put that the two that are going back and forth. Tapered yeah. trim people. Hey, we're actually outweighing Ford guys in this room yeah. right there now. There are Chevy. Three Chevy guys. Yeah, there's three Chevy guys. <laughs> but but look, we should add up how many vehicles everyone owns and see who, who outdoes who of yeah. yeah, sorry that a, <laughs> I'm sorry that shafty fucking uh, auto lot is uh, outside of the studio right now. Okay, so 
my first vehicle. This is a legendary vehicle, by the yeah, way, dude. in the world of hunting. Uh, since I was the first one to get a vehicle, I just was able to use my dad's. So it was a 94. 93. 93 Chevy uh, 2500 H. No, no it was a, a heavy half ton. It was a 2500, but it had a half ton suspension. So they're pretty much just suspension was 2500 right um it was maroon and white and that truck i drove for years and then i actually went to college with that truck and then it's still running on the roads today at like four hundred thousand miles yeah so that was a cool thing that but- was old reliable man i mean i remember riley had upgraded to i guess that would have been your third vehicle was the white gmc yeah and we didn't have another truck, but dad had his camper, so he'd pull the camper with Riley's truck. That thing, you'd put six four-wheelers on the back of that old 350 Chevy gutless wonder, and it would just go. Yeah, I think, uh, and it really didn't break down a whole lot ever. I mean, we lost, I mean, exhaust once, and <laughs> Sean's wife. It's like starters and alternators, it just, yep. just hey. like that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I begged... It was like the junior. It was like the, my junior year summer. Like I begged my dad into uh, buying this Chevy Camaro on this car lot. So I drove a Camaro for a while. I love that car. Tops. I love that thing, dude. What did it have in it? V six. The most miles I ever put on a vehicle though was a Bay Morgan. What is that? What? Look that one up. Type that in once. That's a Model T of some sort. No, Bay, Bay Morgan. <laughs> A Morgan horse? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this a joke? No, oh my dead serious. I'm literally all it's showing me is horses. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I put the it. most fucking miles on in my entire life was on a Bay Morgan. God, here's like Is that like a breed? Are you just rhinestone as hell or what? You cowboy. No, I, I mean I, I rode a horse from stone. the time all I right, could I walk. Here. To, all right, Nick, give us your, about 15. your first vehicle. Nineteen ninety-three. Um the Chevy red Geo Metro. No, no, no. Chevy fifteen hundred was an old uh service it was white, wasn't it? Fasteners had all the deca- checkered flag decals all the way down the side. I mean, it was long box. Ninety three thousand miles, hell of a shimmy at sixty. I mean, it was. <laughs> we both drove ninety three Chevys. Was that like a stock checkerboard or no? No. Oh, dude, it, no. I'm talking like they put. I it. We, so did it look like this one, but white? Oh yeah, it well okay no like so click that one, this one was yours a single cab? Yeah, I mean Same. The, the checkers though were they, they did look a lot like that, but they like that swoop up at the door. But once it hit the bed, it was just I mean it was full all the way to the back. <laughs> just and they were probably the squares were probably that big. We went through like four of those like rubber erasers that you put on a drill. <laughs> Because they were like, they were all just baked on the truck, dude. When I tried to go sell it, because I had to get their names off when I bought it, right. like right away, it was an ordeal. But in it, seriously, like the thing, death shimmied when you got 60, and you just had to kind of push through that. Would you well, buy why it? is that, Ramsey? Probably. Probably tie rods. Why would I fix them? Would you, you buy know? it for? I think it was like 850 bucks. I only had like 93,000. Dude, I wish you could it, buy though. trucks like that now. I know, yeah. What did you just buy, Nick? What did I just buy now? Yeah. A 9365 Turbo. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. What years is Casey's? Same thing. Really? Mm, I think Casey's might be a 95. His was blue and black. What's yours? Blue and gray. It's white, but I'm going to actually do like a Raptor bedliner because it's like for camping and hunting. Oh, that's cool. 
So I'm going to do one of those Raptor bedliners. My buddy has like the nice uh, gun for spraying it on at a super thin texture. Put that on and then we're putting an actually an 89 motor in it. 89 or 87. Did you know this thing just told me, a little thing on Google just told me that they made more dualies in that model than they did um, single axle? Well, I'm sure, yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find it's it's this one, but it's the blue and and it's like white with like blue stripes. I don't know if I can find that one. Whose is this one? That's Nick's. Oh, the new. Oh, what you want to turn it into that? That's sick. That that would be sick. Minus the 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 six door is kind of dumb. Well, you never know. The only thing that's weird is like I I kind of would like to replace the interior, but the funny thing about trucks and that John that you know ear. They're either red or they're blue. Like those are the most common ones. Oh, yeah. Dude, the interiors are either red or they're blue. Like and I'm like, I just want to find the gray seat. So it, what did Warren have? My they were red. Uh, red on the inside. What year was that truck? Ninety three. Ninety three. So it was the same year, but it was a half ton. And what what did they put in those five? Five seven. It was a three fifty Chevy. It's a five seven. And he he sold that right. Yeah, to five hundred bucks. How many miles did he have? Three hundred eighty five thousand. How many miles are on yours? The new one? Well, body, I guess, because you're getting a new engine. Uh, it only has like 140 on it. That's not bad. The new engine is fully rebuilt, so nice. And then what your what was your black truck that you had? 88. Single did, cab. Right? Did, did you even say yours yet? Yeah. Uh, 88 Chevy. That was your first vehicle. It was. That thing was a pretty good truck, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Tell I tell you came home one day and there was like a it looked like a. Looks like I was fumigating the neighborhood because I blew a head gasket. I was just billowing white. You guys ever see Dylan's ninety? I think it's like a ninety-five. Have you seen that truck? No. It's got like a hundred thousand miles on it, and it is mint. Cherry. I think it's. I think he told me it was really close to my ninety-eight. So I thought he said it was like a ninety-seven. Is it? But the thing is, like the the decal. No, no, no. no, It's a ninety-five. It's a ninety-five. Is it? I mean, like, but the decals on that shit are like it's on. But doesn't he own like a Dodge now or something? Yeah, he's got a that's that's gross. big horn, right? I don't even know. It's a piece yeah, of it's it, a piece. Isn't of it like shit. a four three? Again, piece of. Junk. It's the new big horn. It's like a twenty twenty one or something. Because he he lost his tranny on his um, Chevy fifteen hundred, oh, and now he's those are notorious. Now he's trash uh, trannies. What did he tell us? He's lifting heads on the Dodge. Or he's losing. He already got it all fixed. It was like eight thousand dollars worth of work. Yeah, all warranty God. work. Which my thing is again, like, oh yeah, you can buy a new truck and have it under warranty, but still gotta send it off of the shop and it's still breaking. Like my biggest thing, like that's that's my thing. Like the money is obviously a part of fixing trucks, but also it breaking down in general and then it being gone while it's getting fixed are also two super annoying things. So you buy a new truck and you still have to deal with them. Nick is one that is very against new trucks with uh dev systems and warranty. Well, Nick, I can just tell you uh, right someone now. Someone that's that had warranty on my a, truck and literally everything that I've had to replace on it was deaf, then I don't um, understand. What was I going to say? Oh, as a person that fixes his own stuff, it sits a hell of a lot longer in my driveway than it does at a shop. Well, yeah. Yeah. The 6L's been in timeout for about a month yeah, and a half now. Yeah, what did you do that? Did you? It lifted ahead. Oh. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, so you just said that, and you're just sent instant PTSD right to Ramsey. I mean, thing it, ah, but, but still though, like, well, Nick whole, went through it with his, uh, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big country boy with my lifted Duramax. It was a cool truck. There's nobody that says that my blue truck it was. Wasn't I mean, I like the o, the O4 Duramaxes, like that. I mean, the O4 to O5, 
like the body styles on that. Oh, I, I love, love those body styles, but it was just a bad truck to buy because what did you ha- you like spent a lot of money on it, right? Well, it was I was fourteen five into just buying the truck, and then I was another. I was another like three thousand into bumpers or bumper and tires and rims, and then I was another. I don't know, dude. I think it was like ninety five hundred. You almost bought the truck again, essentially. Oh no, I bought the truck again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I when I figured it up one time, I thought I was like twenty four thousand. Yowzers into the truck. That's wild. Still was a. I mean, like with all that work, was still able to sell what did, fourteen, what? and I put like. Gosh, what did I get? That I had that like 160. Didn't I have something like that on it when I bought yeah. it? Or hold more than that. the phone. Wait, hold on. You got to put it on camera. But, yeah. We have a new member of the Bull Mountain Brothers. This is Hazel. Oh my She's God. wet. It's a little baby. <laughs> And uh, yeah, she's a puppy. She's gonna be a new hunting puppy. You know what the biggest thing that ever shocked me about vehicles was? She's not chewing, <laughs> chewing on the mic. The biggest thing that ever shocked me was the mileage count on semis. No one's paying attention to you. There's a puppy chewing on the microphone. It's adorable. I'm also wondering why did you not? He bought a puppy. You didn't tell him about my parents having puppies. Matt bought oh, no. a puppy. I know. Hold on. I didn't know. You never see the poopy. You're gonna step on all it's my cameras. Oh, he's a baby. <laughs> oh, she's made it over to <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. She's on the computer. <gasps> Come here. Come here. You're stepping but on the key. Seriously, though, like mileage count on semis is like outrageous to me. Like, what's what a- is the most miles you've ever had on one of your own? Probably 1.6 million. And it's just running strong. Yep. I just like, because you get the whole thing like buying a gasser is like, oh, if the thing's got less than 100,000 miles, it's a great rig, right? Diesels, you can go like, you know, maybe up to like the high hundreds would be like a good buy. But like semis is like, holy shit. Oh, this thing's only got a million two on it. Hell yeah, I'm buying it right now. You know, my Trapper Dave had a uh, 1983 Dodge 318. Wait, wait, wait. Dodge made a semi? No, a pickup, but it had like 480 some thousand miles on it before he overhauled it. That's the funny thing. You hate Dodges, but God, some of them, like some of their models have been like one of the, like that 318. You was talk to guys that stupid. have like the, you know, like a 24 valve or would it be a 24 valve or a 12 valve? Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, I've, I've done like 700,000 miles. And you're like, and they're like, and I've done like, you know, little things. And you're like, still though, for doing like, let's say even if you put 15 grand into something like that to keep it going to 700,000 miles, you're still killing it. You know, that is fucking wild. But then the rest of their trucks are all. You're lucky that other puppy didn't have a uh, <laughs> bunch of sisters because you ended up buying a puppy the other day. Well, we just bought one in August. Oh my god! My thing is, you how long does it take god. though to get that many miles on a semi? Though can't take that long. Like oh yeah, average about 170 thousand a year. A year? Damn. Yeah. Because <laughs> what are they? I think for like most people, they say like on their just vehicle, you average like twenty five thousand, right? Twelve. 12,000. Is it really that? That's what well, 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 12 well. to 15. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Is what they allot you a year. Hmm. Do you know what I average here? Huh. It's like 35,000. What? A year? Miles on oh, my shit. truck. I have 138,000 miles on my truck right now. I bought it in 21 at 90,000 miles. That seems outrageous. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe 20,000 miles. That, See, that'd I be like, like a higher. Normally, like with what we do, like I normally put about 20,000 a year. Yeah, because you guys are basically, you guys could be traveling 
Well, we're not traveling. But we're everything. not traveling far though. We're even just in well, town. You think about how much we drive during the day. That's uh, we drive during the day, but then you also like look at like the jobs that we get like out in Shepherd, like yeah, Shepherd Huntley area. Like from our house is like it's like yeah. the one that we did out there with the you know the guy gave us lunch all the time. Yeah, that was probably from my house. That was a forty-five minute drive out there. Yeah, I mean you're you're even farther from that one than I am. Yeah. But I mean you're probably in a day. I think I was putting on like sixty miles. Yeah. And that I, uh, I do that every single yeah, day. But you also decided to live in uh fucking BFG, so well, BFG, thing, though, like, actually, guess not, how many miles I'm gonna have to be giant here. Where my miles are gonna go way down. Yeah, you are because I'm not leaving my house. I feel like Riley just kind of like keeps but making his step side counter notes, like, is gonna go up all the way out to the shop. <laughs> do we do we want to talk about it? No, no, why? No, no, I can address it. No, why? I think your mileage is going to go up. Well, in ways, not not or not at first. Uh, why don't you want to address it? Why do you? Why do you? Because well, I feel like it's part. I think of, it's awesome. I think it can be addressed. I mean, you moved on to bigger and better things. All right, let's hear it. Well, first of all, if you can tell, the podcast isn't being posted on Friday, which is the first time ever. Oh, we just had a camera get moved. The puppy. Sean's going to fix that. Um, it's been a wild week. Okay, um, I got to go see if I can get her. I'm not going to... Trouble, Hazel. I'm not going to talk about the details. All I'm going to talk about is... Um, I've worked at the same place for the entirety of my life. Um, are you just on TikTok? Yeah, no, I was on Snapchat. So. Ramsey, Ramsey's so out of this conversation, he's on TikTok right now. Well, I now. know the story, though. He was looking at the pic I sent him. Uh, anyways, I, I worked the same job my whole life. Um, during that time, you know, there, the early years, of course, you know, it was a it was a part time job where, you know, I was going to high school and obviously college and stuff. But you know, it was a big part of my life, and uh, I had to step away from it on Monday for reasons that just they don't even matter anymore. You know. Um, I've moved past that that part of um the effect on myself as a person and um obviously it's a very interesting point in my life because you know you never know now nothing's guaranteed, right? But I'm also talking to the entire room is almost filled with self-employed people in here. So they're all very well understanding of the situation from their own perspectives, you know? Um, well, especially since you've been at the same place for so long. 11 years. Yeah. Have you ever had a different? Like, no, it's the only like, job I've ever had. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot. But, I mean, like when I was in like uh eighth grade, my uncle, right, I, but I mean like, like something that you were like, okay, this is actually something I could do. For something that I had to claim yeah. taxes on. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Did you really think though that you could do that forever? You know, I was always told, you know, and this this is going to be different for, of course, like, I would love to see you. Well, I don't know. Like, maybe in f 15 years, you, uh, like, your construction company gets to a point where it runs itself and you can go start, like, I don't know, something else on top of it, right? Does that, does that make sense? Or do you guys think you see yourselves as construction we company think, owners? I think that we see ourselves doing it just because... The entirety we, of your life? We just enjoy doing it. Like, yeah. we don't feel like we'd ever leave it. But what what I'm saying, like for a lot of people that like, and this would probably speak more to the people that like weren't owners of companies, right? Like that, which is, you know, there's not 
especially your guys' age, you guys are kind of, I would say, like outliers. Like you guys are very ambitious and it's really paid off for yourselves. But like most people are getting jobs, right? Because we don't make any money, right? <laughs> well, no, that's not what I'm getting. I'm just saying like, <laughs> what I'm saying is like most people, like the, the normal like route that you, because I was kind of talking to someone the other day that like, it seems like it's kind of engraved when you're in high school and stuff. And even like your early 20s, they like you're not going to be successful unless you go to college and get a degree or uh, get a job for somebody or this or that or whatever. And um, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> but w- w- what I was going to say is... Yeah, but knowing you can do something with like... I mean, you can do a lot. There's a lot of other options that you can do. Right. Yeah, you don't like... I think that like a big perspective that I learned this week is like there's money out there. You just have to go get it, mm-hmm. you know, like and it doesn't have to be. I don't know. It doesn't have to be like the uniform way that everybody tells you it is. I don't live yeah. a life right now, you know, as a single man with, you know, Bull Mountain Brothers is kind of like a big thing. Like you have to really be able to be flexible and you're able to be flexible because you're a company owner. Right. And if you need to give an extra hour to this, you can do it. And then, you know, Ramsey can be kind of flexible just because if he works more hours on one day, he can whatever. So to go straight into another job that you start at square one, right? And you probably can't be like, hey, I need vacation next week to go like guide Turkey or whatever. And so I just decided I'm going to start my own company. Um, but I want to say back to your question about like, did I see myself doing this forever? Well, I was always told, I was told by many different people many times that like, most of the time in your life, every 10 years is like a potential time for a job change because you either get burnt out on it or you look for something else or like something like my situation happened, right? You know, company takes over, blah, 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 blah. You leave it for whatever reason. And I kind of like, no, I kind of like always thought that that could be because I was three or four years ago, I started to get really, um, negative towards my actual occupation you know it was it was not fun i got i was overworked and you know underpaid in my eyes and uh it really became monotonous and i haven't enjoyed life itself in a long time i feel like a lot of people though too have like the underlying um issue that uh well i mean nick and i have had conversation with somebody you you guys know in the past. And I mean, even my conversation with Nick before he went out on his own was a little bit of the same as people are terrified to do it. I mean, really mm-hmm. like, what well, is very scary. Like it, I mean, it is like, you know, Nick kind of folded a lot faster than most did. Um, what was your driving factor into deciding to do it? Um, I don't know. I just didn't, I think the biggest thing was like I got like because with construction, it's just there's a lot of um, you picking up the slack for a lot of other people's mistakes, and that kind of gets old. And I think Sean and I are both on that that like we're okay dealing with like stuff that we mess up on and like mm-hmm. fixing it, but it gets re- it's just a bad and one and everybody deals with that. Like a lot of times, like when you have any type of job, you're dealing with other people who have dropped the ball and you've got to like pick it up, and like that's like the biggest thing that just it just annoys the. Shit out of me. Well, like, too, though, the commercial construction world is a miserable world to be in. Truly. Oh, yeah. It's not fun. I mean, like, I, I get, like, where, like, in your guys' industry, like, you look at, you know, 
you guys have bosses and things that, you know, annoy you and you have clients that you're doing jobs for that annoy you. But like, I feel like it's different in the commercial uh, construction realm because the hierarchy or the totem pole mm-hmm. that you ride on that is like ride or die type stuff. Like, well, that's the thing. It's like, like you guys could have some people that you get in that are like, okay, if we don't get this fixed, they're losing money. But like in construction, all the time it is about like are we losing money or not like when we're doing this like so it's all i don't know it's just all very much there's pressure all the time on getting this done and like you know because like i said i mean you guys could have something in there for a couple months probably right like sometimes so it's not like as high of pressure but yeah with like commercial stuff like it's just it matters always there like let me touch what what colors your hard hat is like the biggest thing that really matters in that and it's 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 like (laughs) annoying brown because that was cool as shit but it's like it's like having somebody that doesn't respect you at all ever in any instance tell you you're a piece of shit that's because of who you work for (laughs) all the time but but i mean it happens in most like like you show up to a job site and you have two years experience i guarantee you you are made fun of constantly i mean it's just it's like a toxic work environment most of the times yeah but the thing is though is that you kind of have to have that to i mean i don't know it's sink or swim i have different feelings on that like you you can't have guys that like at least as far as construction like in one ramsey's probably getting to know this too like you, you can't have guys that are like being a whiner like i mean it's just it's hard yeah. like it's just it's just always like there's stuff to do like, i think the toughest thing too is these older guys that are in these industries that like automatically think you're stupid because you're younger yeah. than them that is the biggest problem that i'm sure you guys see the same thing too let me touch on something nick said you know he's talking about being able to take responsibility for your mess ups or whatever and like i think that that was my biggest fear of like because i've wanted to do this for a long time and then i got forced into it so it's like happening very fast right Mm -hmm. and i luckily have a really i have a lot of great people in my life you know i was able to reach out to you talk about a little bit about you know starting a business uh matt's been really a big help and there's been a lot of people that were just like you know i i was good to a lot of people now they're being good to me i got a good connection i was already able to get some work and um I did my first job as like, you know, not in the shop. That Self-employed, I was in. yeah. Yeah. And my biggest thing the whole time was just like, I was just terrified. Like, what if I mess this up? Or like, what if like, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm like nervous, you know? And I was like, you know, like that's the thing is the biggest thing. Like, you know, there's no one to cover your ass. And yeah. so like that, that was the thing I was thinking the whole time. And then I was just like, you know what? You know what you're doing. All you can do is the best you can do. And but it's the same thing though, even if you mess something up at the shop, like you're gonna get you know, that it's like it's you're getting the same shit either way, but it's like at least it's because sometimes you get blamed for something that you didn't do, you know, when you're working like in a company like that, and you're like, you know, they're just like, Why'd you do this? You're like, Well, this is what happened, right? You know, but at least if it's like if it's all on you, it's all on you. I, I think and you know, Matt would probably agree with this because he's been self-employed for a very long time, that the best piece of advice that I ever got when I started was never second guess yourself ever and it truly stuck with me too because it's like you always have that when you go like when you go on your own just like you said it's like I've I've put a clutch in a in a ranger a billion times I know what I'm doing but 
the way you're doing it when it's for yourself is probably different than the way you were doing it when you were sitting in that bay at that shop. Yeah, know? and I think the hardest thing too is like what I was doing was <clears throat> was like not in my own shop. So I still had to do it f- like for someone kind of. And so like I'm worried I'm not going to do it the way they're wanting me to do it. Mm-hmm. So like the whole time I'm like, I was like rechecking the drain plug like four times. You know what I mean? Like making sure that even though I knew I did it. Yeah. I was just freaking out. Oh, no, out, I've, you know I've I mean? definitely done that stuff before too. You know, like you get, you, you're almost kind of like a, uh, I mean, realistically, for lack of a better term, you're kind of like a crackhead. Like the first job you ever do, you're like, is this perfect? Is this okay? Is this, you know, is this like how it's going to work? And then you, you, you fade out of that pretty easily. Like you become accustomed. I mean, the only thing that takes care of you in any situation is time. So question for you, Sean, when you started on your own, did somebody push you to do your own business or was that your idea? It was completely my idea. Because he's a stubborn fuck. <laughs> I've only I've only ever had one job for an actual company I, in my entire I, life. I agree with what you're saying though. Like uh, when when I started this new job, the first day I was like double, triple checking things and then kind of like now I've been there for a little bit and I'm like, no, I know I did that. Like I can trust myself and my capabilities to where I'm not second guessing myself every time I do something. Well, it's comfortability and time. The the biggest thing. The hardest thing you'll find is like in the beginning, you'll be motivated and then you're, you're definitely going to come unmotivated. That's, I think that's like the hardest thing with being self-employed. I mean, really like you do, you, well, I, I mean, do you not think so? Yeah, but I don't no, think I don't, I don't think you're unmotivated. You think you're always motivated? You think, for, for for me, absolutely. Do you think really? you're motivated, or do you think you're like, I have to do this? To I survive? don't think I don't think the motivated. No, is the no, right word. no, it has nothing to do with surviving. I mean, you went with me on that job the other day. The fact that you get treated like a human mm-hmm. when you're on your own, and the fact that people are depending on you. Yeah, I, I mean. You were there. I mean, yeah. you you seen it. Like they were like excited to see the trucks come on on site. Hmm. Well, and I, I I don't think motivation was the right term. I think. Do you think you've learned just ways to like, if you wanted to take like, like you know how to like work hard on a Thursday? Yeah, and, and maybe work like fifteen hours, and then yeah. on a Friday when Sean wants to go hit the tee box for three or four hours, you can make it happen. I think really what happens though is like you you become comfortable in your business that is creating revenue, and what happens is you have that opportunity to slack a little bit in a sense because you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I am at a job. I get it done. You know that's a heavy paycheck coming in that Friday when you're going to start another job, not necessarily going like I need my fucking crackhead. I'm there right now starting it. You have, I mean, at least in our industry, you have steps that you're like, okay, we got to move trailers. We got to, you know, we got to set up, we got to take a look, step back, make sure we know what we're doing on this, have the materials, things like that. But then also even when a concurrent, like a job's going on a current job, there's certain points in it that slowing down is better than speeding up. And so you got to, that's when you like, you flip the script when you finally realize that. And see, that's very, something very interesting is, you know, when I was at my job working under a person with, and they required certain things to be done, like, you know, certain amount of hours to be built out. It was, you know, I was going in there and it was like, my mind was racing. It was like, you got to like treat it like a workout. I'm eight hours in there getting as much stuff done as I can. Cause a, it affects my paycheck. 
and B, like I'm like I'm afraid I'm gonna get fired if I don't hit this whatever. And when I did that the other day, you know, the guy that I was with, it was more important to him, and he's a business owner in the same industry. It was more important to him that it got done right, quality. It didn't matter how long it took. It just that that customer was getting their job within they're getting their vehicle done within like a couple days. It was done right and it was done efficiently and everything was addressed that needed to be addressed. Well, but and that's the other thing too, though, is that when you do it for yourself and you're dealing with the customer, like, because like you're saying, if you're like, okay, you need to get this done when you're working somewhere and they're like, you need to get this done. Your thought process is going like, you're like, can't believe I have to do this. Like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm doing it for them, you know? And it's like the motivation of like, I'm doing this for me oh, is yeah. not there because it's like I'm just doing this for these guys so that they'll make the customer happy so that they'll have a good relationship. Yeah. But like when it's us, like working an extra long day when you're working for yourself, you're like, this is what I want to do. Like I want to make them happy. Well, well, and I guess like for me, I don't look at like a long day or the hours. I look at I'm gonna do this because I have this planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I got. I got a cruise I'm going to go on. I got a vacation. And it's, it's like a lot of people say, you know, all they see is the vacations you're on and the vehicles you're driving. They don't see about the holidays and the time you spent away from family, right. the right. time you're working your ass off. They see the money you're spending and you got nice things. Well, you worked your ass off mm-hmm. for that nice thing. It was never handed to you. But I guess like for me, I guess I'm a whore when it comes to money. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you just, you can't have enough. Yeah. Huh. You know, but the thing is, is I work the same whether I get paid by the hour or by the ton or by the load. Yeah, right. That's I don't, I don't another, drive any that's different. Another, that's what the dis- the difference yeah, though, between like your difference. industry and ours is because we could technically still getting be getting paid if we didn't show up tomorrow. Like we really we could. And yeah. so that that like the point that I was gonna get at is at least in the construction, in the residential light commercial construction realm, that procrastination is not a negative necessarily. It really isn't because there's a plenty of opportunities to where if Nick and I show up tomorrow and we do something and we don't get as much done as we, you know, had planned or we don't really ever plan for how much work we're going to get done, but we just felt like we could do more. All that's doing is it's not hurting the job. It's not hurting the dollar sign. All it's hurting is, oh, well, the next day, I guess we're going to work a little more. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I, I get that 100%. Exactly what you're saying. I mean, we, we used to do construction. I mean, I used to do, you know, we done houses and Walmarts and all sorts of shit back in the day. But I guess my biggest thing when I go to work is no one's going to outwork me. Mm-hmm. If if Sean works 15 hours, I'm going to fucking work 18 because that fucker ain't going to outwork me. Mm-hmm. And then when he works 18, I'm going to work 20. When he works 24, I'm going to have to work a Sunday because eventually he's going to go down. And well, I'm that's not. The one thing that we've always talked about that we think is funny is all these, all these other owners, you know, they always bitch about employees and stuff like that. And you're like, and, and I think it's funny because you're like, what do they have? Like, that's the same as what we have. Like Sean and I should always be the hardest working for our companies than anybody we ever hire. They don't have what's at stake that Sean and I have. And I well, just always well, think that's funny. Like guys expect yep. ex- guys expect their employees to be like as hardcore as they are, and you're like, why would they? They're getting paid an hourly. Like they're just living their life, you know. Like and Sean and I are going like we're working to like build a future, you know, whatever we can. Well, well, well the biggest thing with employees though is like, like I told Riley just the other day. I mean, there's not too many employers 
I mean, back in the heyday, we ran over 400 trucks, mm-hmm. like 473. I worked right beside them, guys. Like, yeah. when it was 35 below zero, I was chaining up at 35 below zero. Yeah. Because I've always had the mindset that I can't be sitting in my living room watching TV while you're busting ass for me and expect you to do it. And, and I guess, like, for me, I do expect I pay my guys really good mm-hmm. and i expect them to bust their ass for me because i am paying them above and beyond what they should be paid but i'm right beside them i'm not asking them to do anything right. i'm not already doing right beside them right can i ask uh i sean i remember uh you always tell me a story about like when you moved it was either like you moved back to billings or you move it was like your first or your, when you moved to great falls and started your, i don't remember what, yeah. what point you started your company you had 50 some cents in your bank account and like what was that like for you and like he still has that (laughs) no you you get what i'm saying though like you there had to be a fear of something at that point like you know you don't have i'm gonna be honest with you i i didn't have a fear because what's the worst that could happen a bankruptcy you start over well well, that's the thing that was like at that point i I, there was no fear of bankruptcy because i had no money in the company i mean realistically you had a nice way to get into being on your own because it was kind of like just because of the situation oh for sure yeah but it really did it gave you a really good opportunity to like do that experience like experience being out on your own because it was more of a i would say more of a comfortable job right So it was like, it was a really good way for you to like get into it. And no, it definitely was. But the thing that like the way I looked at it was I, uh, um, I didn't care. I just knew that I never wanted to work for another company again for the rest of my days. I really, I absolutely hated every waking moment. And as like Nick said earlier, it was probably because I was with a very shitty company, but I just didn't like the... I'm relating quite a bit right now. It's actually very interesting. I just, I really just didn't like the atmosphere that I was in daily, and I feel like I would have just drove me up a wall for even to work there for more than... I think I was there for like five months. And I well, just, and again, though, like our industry, though, is one of probably the highest of people that go self-employed because you of can, like the reasons that we've said. Like it's just... It's a hard industry to feel like you owe them like someone you work for like you owe them yeah to do it because you know that they're making so much on top of you and they're asking so much of you well and the, the hardest part too is is like the industry that we're in like scabs you guys get what i'm saying like scabs run this industry they really do the guys that go in there and they they either do it for cheaper or they do it for uh more than what you know we would charge well well, well either 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 someone's buying the job or someone has a bigger crew than you have. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's all honesty. It's the same in the trucking industry. The only thing you can do is work your ass off and get your name out there to where they say Morris Construction might not be the cheapest bid, but they do better work. I'm going to use Morris Construction. Well, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, is people don't understand that the reason that, you know, my price might be higher than the next two guys is because I I'll put my work up against anybody else in this in the you know in the state but also the the quality you know mental status that I'm going to give a client is a lot better than most guys in 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 this area that are going to go there and they're going to do shit work and then you're not going to hear from them ever again and you got to give them $35,000 down you but know what I mean what, what, well well because we run into so many how I many how many jobs we go to that it was done shittily 
and you're like, how do these people pay? Like, because oh, I mean, we know a ton of guys. Time. You see guys and they do a job, and you're like, how in the world did you guys get paid for that? That's the biggest thing. That well, and I think it's a lot of the time, and I I think it's more or less our morals that we have together because it's like. Yeah, do you, you guys? Sh- you should probably grab a couple of those. Do you things. guys think that but, it's a bonus that you guys at least have each other to contract through? So you always have someone like you don't work for each other, but you have someone that you can kind of depend on. Well, so like back to what I was getting at about like Nick doing, you know, the kind of being worried about being self-employed. Like he wasn't. I've never met somebody that was. Le- as less worried as he was when I approached him because I started uh, about like a year and a half before he did. And he was like a higher up guy at a well-known construction company in this town. And, you know, he was doing well. The dude probably, if he would have stayed there, the dude probably be making, I mean, fucking bank. And I, I like the, really the only thing I told him was like, dude, just think about like, you love what you do. I love what we do. We've worked together several times. I mean, just like look at the dollar signs that could come to us and not him. You know what I mean? And so I didn't, that was the scare. I think back to your original question on what you asked me, I think the scariest thing that I had was doing something on your own. And I'm sure Matt will agree. The very first thing you do on your own is fucking terrifying. It really is too like you don't tell anybody, you don't show it, you don't act like it, but it is fucking scary when you're the one that's going out and has to get the work done. It can be terrifying. Yeah, I'd say like when I did that the other day, like I the first hour I was there, I felt very uncomfortable. Um A because I hadn't been I hadn't put tools on a machine without being able to talk to my dad and be like, dude, check this out, or like whatever and to like turn around and like see he's not there was like kind of a hard deal, you know what I mean? And uh, and then like you say, like you like you're talking about, it, like I start to work on it, and it's like, dude, this is on me. Like this is this is my name, this is my future, and you know. And then once I I guess you know, once I settled in, and I was actually to talk to the person I was there with, and had some good conversation. They treated me like a human, not like a number. Yeah. And and it was a working relationship, not a I'm working uh, for this person. The biggest thing, and I'll tell you what I told Riley today. We were driving around. I mean, I wanted you guys to do this four years ago. And I believed in it. And I think I believed more in Riley and the whole crew that I was thinking about at the time than what you guys believed in yourself. You know what I mean? Like, somebody helped me, so I've always been... Like in construction, when I was 10, Dave Dalcamp had me running the backhoe. And I'll never forget, Jason Potts came up and he said, why the fuck do you have that kid digging that trench right now? He's fucking it all up. And he's like, everyone wants the experience, but nobody's ever willing to give someone the chance yeah. to get it. Oh, yeah. And I've done that my whole life. I've, You don't have a CDL, you want to drive truck, come, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. You know? You and and at the end of the day, I don't want an employee. I want someone that can start their own business someday because of me. And I'll help him. Somebody helped me years ago. But I can tell you if I made the money my employees make now, or even five years ago in the oil field, I won't own a construction company today. If the guy I worked for fifteen years ago would have paid me decent, would have paid me, 
I, I, I won't have a trucking company it's today because I loved working for that man and I f- believed in the dream. It's super funny to think about. Um, and I don't know if Nick, Nick might've been in the scenario when I approached him initially about like him going out on his own. And I, I know this for a fact for multiple people that are a little timid on doing it, but it makes so much sense in somebody's brain that is doing it currently and doing it successfully to be able to like, for me to just like approach you and go like, you should quit your full-time job right now and come do what I do because I promise you, you're going to make money that, you know, on the other end of that, you're like, Oh, you're not, you're not guaranteed money. But when you look at it, I don't know if you, you probably weren't fully like that at all. You were just a little, you had some things that you what, were, it was never, it wasn't the money though that I left. I mean, I, I didn't really, I didn't leave where I was thinking I would make more money because I was doing fairly well. It was, it's way more of the other things. Like my thing is like money is one thing, but all of the other stuff about like being self-employed is, I think it's way above the money. Well, don't you think that there's a higher currency in this world than, than money? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Dude. Well, like, well, well, I my, think time is a higher currency. Being happy mm. when I wasn't getting at, I wasn't getting at like just the, like making more money. What yeah, I was yeah. saying was, was like, being able to have when you work for a company that guarantees they go paycheck, hand in hand. They go hand in hand. That's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like that's yeah. the biggest gray area for a lot of people that don't want to do it because they're not sure when well, that second Friday comes around in a month, the, if they don't the, get their paycheck, they're screwed. The best advice I can tell anyone on their own is I don't work. I mean, we make decent money, but I I don't I don't give a shit if I got paid a dollar an hour on on a job for Askins, for example, or $400 an hour. My reputation is what I work for. Mm-hmm. What you guys oh, say yeah. behind my back on that job site means the world to oh, me yeah. because totally agree. one guy might say, well, that fucking SS&P, and there will be, I guarantee right now, eight guys will go, "Who? what the fuck are you talking about? That guy is fucking awesome. Yeah. He does good work. That. That means more to me than fucking making a million dollars. Well, and then you right. got to, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like you, and there's like that, and there's the again being in control of your life. Like, oh, yeah. and like one thing that I think Sean and I, like every person that we've tried to like kind of bring out into it, I ask them the funny. I think it's the funniest thing. But you ask anybody that works like a, you know, a job for somebody, how do you feel on Sunday night? Like every Sunday night, are you going? Fuck, I have normal to, night. Yeah. Or are you going? shit in the morning i have to get up and i have to go to work yeah. wow that's a really you, good and you like, absolutely I mean, like, you lose really that. good i i guarantee you majority of people always do that they're sunday night they're sitting there and they're going Fuck, i gotta get to bed you don't think so Grant? no uh no what? somebody uh, fucking shit their pants up here oh <laughs> it wasn't me but i mean like seriously though like that's a huge it is no that's truly, a huge like, thing like self-employment in, you are fucking you have no worries in your entire mind waking up every morning I'm just, I, I feel like there's going to be, that's why I ask you about the, you know, like when you started out, you know, cause I feel like right now I'm nickel and diamond just to pay the bills. Right. But did you, at that point you probably didn't have but a you lot will of, be, though. I, did. I mean, the, 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 the only difference I can tell you right now, Riley, out of this room right now, you have more money going into a business Absolutely. right now than we fucking did. I promise you. Absolutely. Literally. You have a lot more money going into this today. I didn't. I didn't have money for fucking diesel in my truck. You had a. You have more assets going into a business than I could even dream of. I had a well, fucking circular like, saw and a drill, and I'm supposed to go build houses. 
Yeah, fucking try me again. And, I mean, and, yeah. and, and I mean, at the end of the day, we're all self-employed, but we have a boss. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys build a house, you can get fired tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. You fuck up, you're fired. I, I dump a load of rock in the wrong spot, you're done. I mean, at the end of the day, you still have a boss. The only advantage you have is you can say, fuck you, and I won't work for you again. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think the thing is, too, is like Sean and I had differences because I've worked for, I mean, like it's like 10 years now that I've been doing construction and here as well. But like, I think one thing that we realized is Sean was like, I'm just going out on my own. I think Sean would have more than likely you would have had a harder, especially moving back here. You would have had a really hard time making it work. If like, if I hadn't been here and had the connections that I well, have. And that was the thing is because I the, the main reason I moved back here is because of my wife. Right. Right. And like, if I, the thing was, is I, I knew coming back here that that was a big reason why I it fucking, was me. No, the, that was a big yeah, reason. Loved you staying in her house all the time. Got some Randy. mic problems over there, buddy. That was a big reason why I fucking like hit that fucking pushed it as hard as I could with him. Yeah, is because I knew, you know, like I mean, at the time, I, you know, you you had connections, but you didn't have a ton, you know. And they were like, well, we'll figure it out as the as the day goes. But and then it turned out that like more the because I dude like seriously, most like majority of the work that we do is like all people that like back then when I knew them, like yeah. I never thought that anything would ever come yeah. of it. But now it's like, I mean, ninety percent of the, our work is the biggest thing is I don't give a shit how bad somebody wrongs you or they don't even pay you. Say you do a job and you'll get paid. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Don't ever burn a bridge, even oh, yeah, for non payment, because there's someday that son of a bitch you're going to need him. Yeah. Well, and it, at- might, it might never happen, but yeah, never burn that bridge. And, but the thing is, 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 do you guys agree? Like, if you're around successful people, you're successful too. Like, you can, it builds you up knowing that. You're working with other successful companies? No, it, it for sure does. I mean, yeah. there's a slang term, not slang term, but there's a thing that I tell Nick all the time as a joke about the restoration company that we do work for. It's pretty funny. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it, but I'll tell you guys off off um, camera. But I do agree with what you're saying because the biggest thing that you see when you're self-employed is comparison is a huge thing in this in any industry in this mm-hmm. world and it's not like you're so much you're trying to compare compare yourself to somebody but at the same time like going along with what Matt said about you know if he works 18 hours I'm working 20 you want to better yourself in that scenario to be better than that person well well, well and I seen it even this morning with my dad I'm not even fucking guiding and I could see him already rolling, like trying to, like get shit done. Like you're not gonna do something I'm not gonna do, you know. Yeah. And and I seen that when he talked about going to the north end this morning to go turkey hunting. My dad's the same guy, where I've had to kind of step back and go, I got to give you a bone and let you, you're gonna outwork me. But you know, at at that age. But my dad, you know, when I was 16, he's he's like, don't build somebody else's dream. If you're going to build a dream, build your own. Don't don't build. And that's really stuck. That's probably the best advice I've ever got my my entire life is don't build somebody else's dream. If you're going to fail, fail big. Oh, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Like, that's what I told Riley, and it sounds shitty. It, it does. I, I'm 44. 
And what's the worst that can happen? I declare bankruptcy tomorrow. I lose my house and my vehicles. In six months, I have a new house and a new vehicle yeah. and great credit. Well, and the biggest thing too is like one. And, and it's a shitty attitude to have, well, but it's but, the truth. And the thing is though, too, on the, on the flip of that is like, there's nothing wrong with people though that go. Cause like for us, Sean and I were like, it's more stressful working our day to day jobs than it is being self-employed. There's plenty of people who it's more stressful than for them to own their own company the, 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 than it is just to work for somebody and they not don't, have they that don't, extra They stuff. don't get that that uh, equality rate. They don't get that right. That's the yeah. biggest thing is they're so addicted to one side of what they need to do as mm -hmm. the boss and they lose everything because of that. The biggest thing that I look at with owning your own business is I promise you right now in the first five years minimum, you will not figure it out. You will not have it figured out what you need to do. It'll never fucking happen. I, but, but, but it's going to blow up, but it'll blow up. And that's what you don't understand. And, but the thing you said it on five podcasts ago, or maybe it was in the Ranger. I forget. Maybe it was just two weeks ago, but you said, the good old days. You never know you're in the good old days until, until they're gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's going to be the same thing. I remember I went from chaining my pickup up so it couldn't get repossessed <laughs> to making a shitload of money six months later. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit. I, I didn't know I was in the good days then. I was struggling to survive, and then at the end, it was like, holy shit, what just happened? That's that's the same with Riley and you guys with your business. One minute you're doing a fence, the next minute you got houses and this and that. Oh, and, yeah. You know? Well, and that's the biggest thing is I, I, I promise you as a as a person that I know you, Riley, you're never going to fail at what you're going to do. And so, you always have stripping as a backup. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's what, what I'm getting at is truly you're not going to fail. Like in my instance with how I started, I should have failed and I didn't because I was addicted and I made sure that I fucking got shit done. And I know you're the same way. Addicted or stubborn? Uh, Both. They're the same fucking term. Let's well, let be me, honest. Can I, can I make some points on a lot of things you guys Six have said? Six on my half a dozen other. No, Absolutely. Um, so first of all, and I'm going to have to, I might have to interrupt you guys down the road if it gets brought up again, because some things I'm going to forget. But one thing I do want to say is like, when you talk about um, not burning bridges or whatever, um, it's going to go hand in hand with something Nick said too about connections and whatnot, right? And I'm in the first days of this, so I'm not going to act like I've been doing anything for any amount of term time. Hey, by the yes. way, too, I got you. I got you um, quite a few rangers to work on. So I love that. I love it. it's my favorite thing to work on. Okay. Um, Actually, actually, I'm be honest with you. You, get, you give me some 570 sportsmen; they're the easiest thing on the planet to work on. But, anyways, let's get Nick to buy mm -hmm. one for more, and then we'll the have the, one. the first one you're working on is the 800 he just bought from Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, let me let me say this. What I'm gonna say here. Yeah, yeah. Connection wise, um, you know, I was obviously the way I left the occupation was very aggressive uh, and it wasn't very planned out. It just, you know, I was going to stand up for what I thought was right. Again, I don't want to go into it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always going to, you know, family means more than anything. family and friends will, you know, I, I love my friends. I, I love uh, all you guys in here. It's, it means more to me. Like I, if I had nothing, I was on my deathbed and like I had no money. Like I would take care of my friends over anything. So 
and my family. So that was, that's what means more than me to any career or anything, anything like that. When I got to this point that I left, you know, I had, I wanted to get ahead of the story, right? I put out my information. I didn't want people to be like calling into my job asking for me and I wasn't there. And then there was all this speculation. Well, if I can get some sort of thing out there, I made a Facebook post, right? And it was very, like I said, you know, I, that job created a, a very angry working person, right? There may have been situations where I would let my temper get ahead of itself if I was, you know, I'm a person that if I think I'm right, I will die on, I will die on the hill, <laughs> right? I've never seen that with you and Ramsey before at all. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm and that may get you in a situation. I'm with you on that. That may get you in a situation where, like, you may look like the asshole, even if you're right. So, um, you talk about connections, right? And I, I like to pride myself in, you know, you know, I always looked at like a work, your work self and your personal self might be kind of two different people, right? when you see me on the street, I might be, and I always, I always want to be known as like the good person, right? Like I pride myself in being like the guy that people don't think is a piece of shit. And I had some, the best thing that came out of this was understanding like how many people out there care about your success and care about you and the the connections that you don't even realize you have. And that leads into like Matt talking about burning bridges or whatnot. You know, there was a, you know, you start, when you start scrambling for ideas on what you're going to do to, to get yourself back on your feet and start this company, um, you start talking about ideas. And, and I was fortunate enough to have Matt that, that this kind of had my back since his heart, you know, he just has brought me up, picked me off my feet and, uh, really has helped me get to this point. Well, he's the person I can banter back and forth with ideas. And, you know, you have to come up with, you know, when you're starting a company in this industry, you got to figure out how to get parts, catalogs, manuals, stuff that doesn't cost you, you know, if stuff's going to cost me what you need, like you go into a store right now, you go buy the same, like you have a four-wheeler, right? Mm -hmm. You go into a store and it costs you 50 bucks. We'll use an easy thing. And I have to go somewhere and it costs me 50 bucks. I can't make any money off of that because why wouldn't you just go do it yourself? Right. So there had to be some connections. Well... The only connection I could think of was one that I didn't know if there was a connection. I, you know, maybe I didn't know if he respected me anymore. He went somewhere else, whatever. Matt took the head, reached out to him. Turns out he had a lot of respect for me, right? Helped me out. My first connection that I've ever had. I now have a connection in this industry and I really can see how just in the short time of what I'm trying to do, everything you guys have always talked about outside of, you know, like, cause We've had conversations like this before. It's fun because you guys are having your everyday conversations. We'll talk about your self-employedness all the time and you'll say these little things. And it's just in the short amount of time, it's like I've really noticed like, yes, I see it where it, where it you know comes out right here. I see the connection talk. I see the burning bridges talk. And it's just like, it. it's weird. It's like such a crazy, fast learning experience. But well, honestly, well, well but dude, the like, big thing is the bridge you thought you burned was a two-story bridge it opens more it does but you know he he reels me in quite a bit because i'm definitely more (laughs) more like the asshole when it comes to like stuff good cop bad cop yeah essentially because like i i get fucking pissed off in a lot of scenarios no i i've never seen that and like (laughs) usually i thought you're just a huge bitch no, I get, well, I like get the the right till you die thing. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, that's Sean that, to a T. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. But the thing is, is like, but I will say most times, 
Sean's not going to argue unless he thinks he's right mm, or knows he's right. I don't know. Sean sometimes will argue it pretty far. Yeah, but but we've talked but 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 the one right. the one thing I can say I I've known Sean for what a year now. Is he probably. might be a ride and die, but he's also man enough to say you you're right and I was wrong. I've seen that twice. Yeah. No, but like that like what I was getting at is it's like <clears throat> Nick definitely is the 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 good cop in the scenario because like a lot of the shit we do with a lot of companies in town that are well known. I'm like the one where I'm like, all right, if I have to talk to this dude, like it's I'm I'm just gonna be a dick because I get pissed off about shit like that exactly what he was talking about within the commercial realm when you're waiting on or need to fix something on somebody else. I'm the one who gets pissed, and then he's the one who's like, "Well, yeah, it kind of sucks." But you guys have a very interesting industry. I guess we I guess we'll fix it. And but I know that's I, what I was gonna say though is like we literally so when Sean came back here. And we started Don't. doing this. We had like a. Do you want to fucking wrestle? <laughs> uh, I didn't know if you were gonna get that in your mouth or not. <laughs> um. Anyway, when Sean came back, dude, I had a like one day doing like a little pergola fixing the deck job. It was all I had. We ran into a guy that I used to work with, or that like I mean, we had just been on a couple yeah, jobs together to like. Tied this back like I had no work. I had, had one. I had like two jobs when I moved back here. And I well, was like, they, oh yeah, they, let's they go didn't do those. Pan out though. No, they never did. Yeah. So we literally like we're doing this one job that I have right, and then we run into this guy at Home Depot while we're there grabbing shit for this job, and then he's like, I got a bunch of houses aside, and we're like, yep, <laughs> <laughs> and done. Neither one of like Sean had done LP at his parents' house like. Well, and then school and things like that. Call kids, you know. I mean, yeah. Like, so you kind of learned it on the on but the run. We were like, well, we knew like, how to do, do it. But... He's like, do you guys do signing? We're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went inside. That was out. three and a half years ago. That was fucking. That's but, what. But, like, but the coolest thing about it is that shit like that is the memories in fifty years. You guys will sit down and go. Remember that fucking siding job? I mean, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We did, yeah. but we didn't, and we half-assed it, but do we got what, it done. Do you know what our biggest thing was that we, like, because I told Nick this before he left, and this was, like, my leading argument for me to be like, dude, you just need to fucking leave, and we're going to do this shit, was, yeah, we don't know how to do fucking everything. I promise you. It was like, yeah, we we think we could do everything. We don't, we have zero idea on how to do everything, but... The one thing I was like, we'll figure it out. Well, and that's like, and we found that a ton, like that, that attitude has carried us farther. Like, cause like, honestly, like our framing was like, eh, I mean, it was, we both knew how to frame, but we're finding that like, we've had guys tell us like, we can't believe you guys did that. And we're like, why? They're like, nobody will do that anymore. And we're yeah. like, like that big house we did down on Polly. Yeah, like there, I guarantee you, the, the there's ten percent of contractors and billings that would have been able to do what we did. The city inspector told the guy we were working for. He goes, he goes, I cannot believe you guys found somebody who could do this. And Sean and I were like, we're like at the time wow. we're like twenty <laughs> twenty four, and we're like, I mean, it was fucking easy. You know, it, it, the thing is that we look at like a lot of the jobs. This was, I mean, now we're, you know, we're at a point where. We're we're gonna guarantee our work on anything we do, but in previous years, you know, eight months ago, 
even we uh, or a year ago we'll go we're gonna bid this job and we go to this meeting with all these like higher up dudes city guys and everything we're just like in there and we're like yeah you know we're just like bullshitting our way through something we're like and then we leave and we're sitting in the truck like how the fuck are we gonna are we gonna do this and then we're like oh well we got the job all right i get it well all right here we go and we just like we fucking head well, first. Well, well that's the biggest thing you you just hit on the head bullshit your way through i, I mean that's why i've done make the oil field i mean i didn't know that you hauled water to a fucking drill rig i had no fucking clue yeah. that water oh, what yeah. ran the drill rigs yeah but you gotta be that guy but, but the thing <laughs> is 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 i'd always go to the meetings and i'd hear the other people talk and they'd use the big words and i'd i'd be googling on my phone what the fuck's that mean you know and then i'd be like well you know we gotta go down hole and we got a td at su- such and such and they're like well fuck that guy knows what he's talking about i'm like fuck i done a good I job know. you know i have been in that scenario multiple engineering Kids meetings that we've no, been in no multiple engineering meetings we've been in and like we get somebody that fucking you know comes in they're talking about shit like we we grasp the concept of what they're saying but like both of us are just like well like like, what do we say and we're like we're like sitting there and we just pull something out of our ass because like the thing is it's like both of us are addicted to what we do and we the biggest thing in construction is understanding the process and you can do anything in this fucking planet well that's the thing is like you can't because, like, when I got promoted to a super and I was, like, I had to deal with not just, like, the stuff that I knew. I had to deal with, like, plumbing and HVAC and electrical. It was more of, like, a, I'd, like, be walking around and be, like, that doesn't seem right. And they'd be, like, oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal. And I then I'd go talk to other people and get the information and be, like, okay, that's not right. Like, we have to do that. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, even that attitude of, like, going okay, I don't know everything, but like, I have a feeling that this is not well, quite right. And the biggest know? thing too is like, the main reason that this worked was because he knew Sean things. and I are amazing lovers. That's the biggest reason. <laughs> he knew things I didn't and I knew things that he didn't. Nah, he didn't. And, <laughs> and no, it was, it was good because like, there was plenty of things like finished carpentry is not really my forte in a sense. He's pretty good at it. Um, and then like just with my like my old man being a mechanical engineer, like I understood I had to understand because I grew up with it, but like every <sighs> but you know what I mean? So it's just like it just worked well, you know. I I feel like I'm here, but I'm not a part of this conversation. I <laughs> Well, I wouldn't take it offensively. You know, you know well, well, let me well, just but, tell you the first thing why Nick's a piece of shit because he just went to go get a beer and he didn't get me one. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good time to take a break. Yeah, well, we've gone about uh, hour and twenty eight minutes. Hour twenty eight. Welcome to the first shooting the bull. Shooting the bull. Uh, we haven't really talked about what that exactly is, but we wanted to get together at least once a month now, or. I don't know. This could be once every two months and bring in one to maybe three people and just talk about life. There's only one chair left. Well, we could make him sit on Sean's lap or maybe kick Sean out or something. Boy, I'd sit on Sean's lap. We'll continue this business conversation when we get back from the break. But for now, just let us know what you think about it. It's kind of like sitting around the fire and just talking about life. You know, you get to hear a little bit about our, uh, obviously some little bit too personal stuff, but uh, um, it's an idea that Sean had. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, 
F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farm yards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.